Welcome to the Fucking Fridays podcast. I'm your host, Sophia Carver. And I'm your co-host, Taylor Carver. Join us as we explore our journey as a couple, navigating through relationship challenges while also evolving individually and as a team. Not only will we be chatting about our relationship, but also hope to entertain you as we navigate through adulthood while trying to keep things spicy. Tune in every Friday and we will be sure to kick off your weekend with a bang. All right, welcome back to fucking Fridays. In this episode, we are going to talk about one of the first things that our couples therapist um, brought to our attention, which was the way of our, our pattern of fighting and our fighting essentially was pretty, pretty toxic. So we're going to call this episode how to fight fair. And that's one of the things that Jane, our couples therapist was like, you guys just do not fight fair. And it's kind of, that's kind of a funny thing to think about like fighting fair, right? Because to me, you don't want to fight at all, but that's not realistic. (laughs) (laughs) Or who's ever, yeah, I heard of fighting fair. I was like fighting fair. Like the point of a fight is there's a winner and a loser. Um, So just very interesting when we think of things and which brings me to a quick point here is we need to reframe how our minds think like just a perfect example here. I'm like, well, fighting means there's a winner and a loser. And actually like, yeah, that's, that's not right. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's just so funny because we've learned this a couple years ago and we will be honest that we have fallen off of it sometimes. So I do recommend um, putting this on your fridge or whatever it may be. I think this is a really good episode for Taylor and I to kind of refresh um, this tip that we're going to give you, but we're going to start off with kind of tell you how we were fighting um, to get to that point. And it was basically just like a yelling tornado. It was like you would yell and then I would yell or vice versa. Yeah. And also with that, uh, just being very defensive, um, it was, so going back, the fight didn't necessarily start off as yelling, but it would be, um, which we'll get to an ice statement or Sophia saying, Hey, this, this, and this, what I thought at the time was like nagging, micromanaging, um, which sometimes I do feel that way, but I'm able to channel it better. Yeah. (laughs) and (laughs) we're going to give you guys some examples uh, here in a little bit um, of things that still sometimes bother us, but how we're able to get through those things and communicate effectively without fighting. Just to run through you guys, how we used to fight. uh, Taylor would say something to me, like, let's say for example, um, Hey, there's dog poop on your shoes. (laughs) Hey, there's dog poops on your shoes when are you gonna clean it when are you gonna clean it and how I would respond is like what you think I'm a dirty bitch like literally taking it straight to the heart right like straight taking it straight to the heart or let's say Taylor was making me mad instead of saying hey Taylor I think that you're taking too long and it's making me feel like we're gonna be late I'd be like I can't believe that it takes you longer to get ready and I put on a full face of makeup on and it's is that a valid argument? Yes, but the way I would... It's the delivery. Yeah, the tone that I would deliver it to Taylor would 
really just just cause a fight and Taylor in turn in turn would just start like yelling at me. Yeah, I would I would get very defensive um and just it, it's kind of crazy but like any comment made would just be like a dagger. So it's like I have this very tough skin. I can be a tough bitch, I can be a tough girl, but when I'm being questioned, um it like yeah. it, it's completely different for me or it has been. Um and that's a really good example of you know the couple things Sophia mentioned one of them was how the fuck am I ready before you when I just beat my whole face with makeup and all you did was <laughs> take a body shower and slick your bun back right like ridiculous oh, that bun babe that's right here um <laughs> <laughs> I get it that's why your bun's perfect because you have to do it 20 times it's not perfect I wish but anyway <laughs> perfect example here we are it's like so Sophia's gotten better and has changed the way she's worded what she means, whether she meant it that way or not, um, which actually this happened um, in Vegas yeah. um, for our, our work company. Um, Sophia was, what, what did you say exactly? It was like a, hey, you know, 10 minute countdown or mm -hmm. whatever it was. Warning. Yeah. Like now I'm just like, hey, like instead of what to me felt like an insult of like kind of throwing me under like calling me out because I hate that shit um it, it was just more of like a hey um it's your it's we have 10 minutes or it's the 10 minute countdown like that is more to me like that's more productive to me than saying I can't believe that I'm ready before you like because then I just you know it would make me flustered or then I would rush whatever it was you know, I'm constantly trying yeah, on different clothes. I get it. Me saying like, I get ready quicker than you. It's a dig. I, t I totally understand I mean, that. Funny thing is, it's actually very true. Sophia can <laughs> curl her hair, put on a sexy outfit it's on, on the record, beat her whole face. The few times that I do put make that I do put makeup on is still with like using my hands and it's ridiculous. So it doesn't matter. But hey, we pick and choose our battles, right? Um, so we fought really unproductively and like, you guys, we would just go in these argument cycles. Like we would literally argue, I think for two hours straight. Now we kind of know like step away and take a break. There would even be arguments where Taylor and I would kind of like calm down and like not be yelling and kind of like, backtrack but then 20 minutes later it would go back to yelling and one of the issues that we also had was when we got into an argument about something like one topic whether it was big or small a bunch of other topics would come up so essentially yes yeah like it would be an explosion of all these topics and I know what Taylor, that's kind of one thing that you've told me like, hey, I just hate when we fight that all of a sudden you bring up all these things like. So I, I did feel like Sophia and I's arguments were kind of like we'd, we'd say what we needed to say. It was like, a OK, like agree to disagree, but not really, which would then get swept under the rug. Um, but then when the next fight would come, whether it was two days later, a week later, um, which at that point it was like almost every Sometimes other day. months later. Or sometimes it'd be like something we fought about and then the same topic would come up months, months later, later and it was like, oh, I thought we quote talked about that. So why is this shit? You know, why is this getting brought up? So um, and our therapist did explain how that's 
you know, cliche, but it's like sweeping under the rug, sweeping under the rug, or you think you guys have agreed that it's done with, you've moved past from it, but you actually haven't. So one thing we've also practiced and have done with arguments is checking up on those arguments, which I don't know, you might think like, isn't that kind of resurfacing it? It's kind of like opening the wound back up. Um, But what we've learned as well through therapy is you have to open up those freaking wounds. You have to rip the Band-Aid off because the Band-Aid's going to fall off more than once if it's that deep of a wound in order to get to the root of everything. Um, And it's a dark place, but it's freaking worth it. You know, we're, we're talking a year into the relationship. It was, well, you cheated a year ago. Or Sophia's like, well, you yelled at me literally a month ago and are accusing Mm -hmm. me of something not cheated related, just something stupid. Um, It was just this cycle of us bringing multiple things up when really we were having a disagreement about who was picking up the shoes in the corner or something silly. Yeah. Silly. Yeah. It would just be like, or like we mentioned in another episode um, that I did cheat and we would kind of have the conversations that we were over that. But then if I brought up an issue with Taylor, like, Hey, I don't like the way, you know, you came at me about this certain topic. We would kind of bicker back and forth. And then maybe somewhere in there, Taylor would be like, Oh, well, you know what? You cheated anyway. So that's why I don't trust you. Or like vice versa. If Taylor would yell at me, you know, and get loud and use her space. If we were kind of arguing about the way I delivered something, I would be like, you know what? I can deliver however the way I want to, because when you yell, you get scary, which is not fair. We're still not perfect at fighting and we are going to hop into uh, one of our tips from our therapist. This is called the oink race and this is essentially how you should uh, argue with your partner. And before we get into the oink race, um, we want to start with saying, you know, come with respect. If you're not mentally in a place to sit down or if you're still feeling um, angry or or heated, um, you know, because rookie mistake for me, I'd be like, okay, cool. We're going to oink. We just got out of therapy. Let's fucking oink. Let's do it. But I would still be upset or, or, or just, I don't know, just not a good space. So first number one is definitely start with respect. And I'm talking like in a respect level for yourself. Um, you want to make sure that you're, I love that babe. Yeah, respect your partner, but respect yourself. Yeah, I love that. Because if you don't have that for yourself, how are you going to sit down and respect your partner? Something that I struggled with the most out of the both of us. Um, You know, Sophia can turn it on and off. And if she needs to be present in that moment, which I love you for this and I admire this, um, she can do that. She can take all the emotions aside and sit down and have that conversation. Or she can let all the emotions in and have that conversation. Where me, on the other hand, I kind of have to prep it. Um, it's not something that I like to admit, um, but I have to prep these kind of things and I have to allow myself to think about what I'm going into, um, which kind of relates to like my, my fight or flight response here. But so start with respect, um, make sure you respect yourself first. If you're not in the headspace, you do not, you should not be having the oink race. Um, but obviously this goes back to as well. Do not sweep it under the rug. If you're like, Oh, well it's day three. I still don't feel good. Like at that point to me, it's kind of becoming an excuse. And I know that because I've, I've gone through that where it's like, oh, well, today's better, but I'm, I'm still not feeling, I don't want to talk about it. So let's just 
we're not arguing today, so let's not bring it up. And that actually did more damage. Um, and then, you know, cope, come with an open mind and remember the reason why you're sitting here doing this is because you love your partner. Yeah. So Sophia, take us into, uh, the oink race, the good old, um, the good old oink race. So, (laughs) 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 sorry, I didn't know that was coming out. (laughs) We need to do a cheers real quick. So we have a dog job and sometimes, sometimes he makes little pig noises. I don't know where that came from, but our therapist did not teach us to oink like that. So, oh my God, I'm seriously dead. Um, the good old oink race. Remember you are on the same team. The end result of this is to come out on the same team, not individualized. Another reason why this took me so freaking long to understand is because I thought a fight meant somebody had to win. Ridiculous. Remember your team. Ridiculous. Okay. So now for what you've all been waiting for, the oink race. The oink race is an acronym. So basically, oink race, we're going to go over what it stands for. The O in oink stands for one problem. The I stands for I statements. The N stands for no blaming and the K stands for keep it short. And I'm going to put this all in the show notes for you guys to pull it up. So basically, when you have an issue with your partner, and again, you do kind of want to bring this up as issues are happening. If you're like Taylor and you need to take a breather and plan, walk away, take a breather. But when you both are ready to discuss whatever issue you're having, one person, person one with the issue is the oink. So they're going to have one problem. They're going to use I statements. They're not going to blame and they're going to keep it short. Then the person who is listening to the person that has a problem is going to race. So the validator is going to R, reflect on what the speaker problem was. They're going to ask any questions that they may have. They're going to confirm that they heard what the speaker's problem is, and they're going to empathize. So person one in the couple has a problem, is going to oink, and this person that is listening is going to race. Now, this sounds kind of like, oh, that's what everyone should do is listen and reflect and ask questions and confirm. But it's hard when you're arguing. It's really, really hard. So, babe, I don't know if you're ready for this, but something happened today that I do want to oink race with you. And we're going to oink race. Is it because I didn't cook myself breakfast? No. Okay. (laughs) But we are going to live do this. And don't feel pressured, babe. Like, if you don't like this, you don't like this. Okay. I'm person one, so I'm going to oink. I'm going to bring up my one problem. I'm going to use I statements. I'm not going to blame, and I'm going to keep it short. This is a raw example right here. And then Taylor will reflect, ask questions, confirm, and empathize. So the one problem is I went up to your office today, and I saw a vape (laughs) sitting on the desk. I feel like you were hiding the vape from me. I care about your health and I don't like when it feels like you're hiding things from me and that's it. So I told her the problem. I used I statements and I kept it short. Now Taylor is going to race. So I am now the validator, meaning I am validating what speaker one, my wife is saying. Mm -hmm. Damn. Okay. 
So I'm going to first reflect. Sophia, you went upstairs to check on something and you saw a vape on my work desk. Yes, I did. So I just reflected and you said it made you feel like I was hiding something. Why do you feel like I was hiding that from you if it was in the open? Great question. I feel like you're hiding it from me because we've had multiple discussions about you maybe not vaping on the weekdays. And I know that your office is your safe space and I don't really bother you up there. So that's why it made me feel like it was kind of, you know, being hidden from me. Follow-up question. Did you try the vape yourself? Yes, you. T- <laughs> I wanted to see if it was alive, alive, because I thought, oh, maybe it's a dead one. It, w- it but is. it was not. <laughs> it's burnt as fuck. So to confirm, it made you feel like I was hiding something, um, which I asked, you know, why if it was in the open, and you confirmed. I, I asked you if you tried the vape and you said you did and there was still some juice in it um i want to go back before i confirm and ask another question um what do you think i'm doing with the vape how often do you think i'm sitting up there chiefing it every second i do think that since there's a vape on your desk that you're probably hitting it pretty often because I know the nature of our sales job can get kind of stressful and I can just imagine you like ripping it and making calls or ripping it and closing deals. I understand how that makes you feel and I'm I'm sorry that you went up there and saw a vape on my desk and which led you to assuming that I'm probably sitting up there ripping it after every phone call and deal. Um, but I will say I am not ripping it. I actually did try to, to hit the vape and it tastes like shit. It's burnt out. Okay. Um, and if you want to throw it away, if you haven't already, cause I haven't checked, you can by any means go ahead and throw it away in the trash. Thank you. So that is a really good example on how you can bring up an issue and kind of get to the point. The, the main thing in this oink race, you guys, is the last letter in oink and in race. In oink, it's keep it short. I think that a lot of things can get lost, at least for something me and Taylor, like we would kind of just go on about issues. And I think me just Stick saying- Stick to one issue at a time. One issue, keep it short. And then the E and empathize. Like I think people forget. I, I actually try to use this in not just our relationship. I try to use it- in my personal life too and with work to empathize because that's some stuff that people miss all the time. So um, I do want to open this up, babe, if you want to do an oink race with me live, I think that uh, it could be really beneficial. And yeah, I'm going to do one live, but one thing I want to, one thing I will use is I feel worried when I don't hear from you, but I just want to know that you're okay and safe. So you get worried when you don't hear from me because you don't think I'm safe. That's me reflecting on the race. Um, let me ask some questions. Do I? Do you not hear from me often? 
No. And this is an example of Sophia and Java uh, ran into a coyote and Sophia accidentally left her phone behind, had no, um, no pepper spray, nothing for a snake, nothing for a, for a coyote. So just a reflection of, of why I feel like, um, I, I feel worried when I don't hear from you and I'm just worried about your safety, okay. especially in an unknown area. Got it. So I'm on the A of race. So I'm going to ask some more questions. Do you not hear from me often? No, that's not true at all. Do we work together? Yes. From home. Okay. And the reason I ask that question is because sometimes when I get out, even if it's for 10, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, I am on my phone all day, I'm working or I'm doing social media stuff. So sometimes I feel like I don't want my phone and I will confirm that there are times that I don't take my phone with me, but I empathize with you and I understand how that could make you worried, especially when we're in a new state, in wildlife, in the middle of the desert with... (laughs) With your baby and your wife, I can totally get why you would feel worried about that. Yeah. Um, I just want to make sure you're okay. I think what happened was, or this is exactly what happens. Uh, I'm upstairs in my work office, just a reflection for the audience here. I'm in my work office. I hear, oh my God, you won't believe what happened. I come running down. And Sophia just looks distraught and come to find out she ran or came across a coyote with our dog with no phone, no nothing. So I just felt uh, defeated in that moment. Like, holy shit, you know, my dog and or Sophia, something could have possibly happened. I don't have your location. I don't know anything where you're at. I didn't even know you left to go on a run, um, which is totally fine. You know, I don't need to check in with Sophia often. Same with her. I just want to, you know, want you to know going forward, if you do go for a walk or run or leave uh, the neighborhood, I would appreciate a text or a call, drop a pin, take your phone. Doesn't mean you have to be plugged into your phone, but like take it with you um, or take like some pepper spray or something. I totally get that, (laughs) especially since we're like in new territory. And I'm not kidding you guys. We are like in a wild reservation, basically. So there are donkeys, there are coyotes, and there are bobcat. I'm going to use um, an example of something that I think a lot of people can relate to. And it's something that Sophie and I have gone through as well when we weren't working remote. And okay. I'm Do gonna, you want to oink race it? Yeah, I'm going to oink race it. This is just an example. So am it, I? Yeah. Am I the... Uh, you're the validator. I'm the race and you're the oink. So she's so, going to come with me with a common issue. Common issue. So this is the oink, O-I-N-K. I'm the speaker. Okay. So the one problem, I'm going to give my I statement. I feel frustrated when I come home from work and the house is messy when that's not how I left it and the dishes are not done. Okay. Great job keeping it short, babe. So you are frustrated when you come home from work and the, when the house is messy and everything's a mess and dirty. Um, okay. Let me ask questions. Do you know that I also work all day? (laughs) Do you, do you know that I take care of the kids all day. Yes. 
Do you know that hiring cleaning help costs about $200? Yeah, and I don't think that's in our budget. It's either we go to therapy for $200 or we hire a cleaner. And I think therapy is more important to me. I understand that you don't like the house being messy and the dishes not being done. I get that it's not fun to come home to a messy house. I just don't have the energy to clean it after taking care of kids all day. So this would be an example of you're like, okay, they oink raced. Where do they go from there? The one couple says how they feel. The second couple's like, okay, I don't clean. I'm sorry. I'm being nice now about it. I don't have the energy. So now it's kind of like, where do we close it out? Where do we find a resolution, right? Yeah. Um, And there's no like S at the end of this, but after one person oinks and one person race races, I think it's a solution should kind of be the middle thing. So for us, for this is like, hey, babe, how about once a week we deep clean? Yeah. Or it's like, hey, babe, I know on Mondays and Thursdays you work a a later shift or that's kind of your thing for the kids. So, you know, I'll find time to maybe do the dishes or load the load the dishes or the laundry while you do this. Like the biggest thing in relationships is literally compromise. Um, You know, nobody wants to freaking clean dishes. I clean a shit ton, but like for like, I don't want to do it. I enjoy it just because I know that means it's going to be a clean house. But, you know, it's really hard to put this on just one person and not the mm-hmm. other. And then what that does is create expectations. What that does is create expectations. And then those expectations lead to a fight because it's like, well, you said, or I thought you were going to do this and I I thought you were going to clean and you had to day off. I shouldn't have assumed. I should have known you weren't going to clean it. Like the more and more you talk as a couple, the more comfortable you are going to be saying, Hey babe, I forgot to tell you, I'm not going to get off till six o'clock tonight. Or maybe you don't know that until five o'clock. Like, Hey, I'm not going to be home till six. I thought I'd have dinner ready. We're not, would you mind ordering chicken? Like Once you get to a place where you're so comfortable is when these little things or these oinks become smaller issues or or problems. So oink race, you guys, I highly, highly recommend printing it out, putting it on your fridge, keep it as your background on your iPhone, like whatever it takes. It takes a lot of practice to do these oink races, but if, if you find yourself being one of those couples that um, gets into like a fighting cycle, I would highly recommend oink racing. Even if you oink race and you don't come up with a solution, I think one person stating their piece, keeping it short, and the other person reflecting and basically empathizing and then leaving it there will make a huge impact. This is totally something that you need to practice. Yeah. And one thing too, if we go back to the oink, um, one thing that Sophia and I did struggle with in the beginning was uh, the no blaming part. Oh Um, yeah. It's so hard. And when our therapist ran through this with us, I'm not kidding you. I sat there and it took me almost three minutes, which felt like the longest minutes ever to come up with an oink race. And the, the, our therapist was like, okay, now your turn. And I was like, 
I, I just couldn't do it or, or I, I struggled with it. And the reason is instead of focusing on the I statement of I feel it was, well, you do this. It was, it was me blaming. And then Sophia, you know, for her as well, she was like, well, you did this. Um, so just, just keep in mind that we need to focus on I statements. Don't say, you know, the, the whole washing the dishes coming home, like, you can't start an oink race by saying you never clean the dishes. You never clean your nope. shoes. You never take no the kids blaming. out. Um, all that does is create problems and it doesn't open up that open communication for your partner to feel safe and to feel heard. And that's, um, we'll, we'll get into that, you know, another episode where everything literally ties in together. If you don't feel safe and heard, how the hell are you going to oink race? And then how the hell are you going to oink race if you don't feel safe and heard? It's yeah. the same thing. Taylor's 100% right. We, I'm actually proud of us, babe. We haven't oinked race in a while, and I think we did a really good job. Yeah, we did that on the fly. we just blame, blame, blame all the time. And if you are nervous to bringing up the oink race to your partner, if you don't even want to bring it up yet, when you have an argument, and again, this kind of goes back to you can blame your partner for all you want, but it starts with you. If you are in an argument and you just see yourself blaming, start, just start there. If you find yourself blaming, more than likely your partner is probably also in the pattern of blaming. So again, this takes a lot of practice. Practice with your friends. Taylor and I even like to practice with like fake problems that we have like oh yeah the cleaning like we both work it's like from role home. playing yeah so like start like with fake problems because obviously when you bring in real problems they can kind of hurt some type of way sometimes so practice makes perfect practice with your best friend practice with your lover and remember there are three c's to a healthy relationship and what are they babe communication compromise and cuffing yep which is commitment Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Happy fucking Fridays, everybody. We hope you learned something today. Happy fucking Fridays. We will be posting the oink race. Please, please, please utilize it. And no, it could take several minutes for you to get going. We highly recommend practicing this multiple times throughout the week. Um, it, It gets hard. It's hard. It's hard because you will be surfacing some of those issues or resurfacing. It's going to feel like you literally are pulling things out from under the rug, but that's what we need to do. We need to clean that rug mm-hmm. before that rug explodes or is dissipates. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Another really good tip is our therapist was like, hey, if you're getting into an argument at dinner with friends, step aside, go to the bathroom in oink race you would way rather be that couple that steps aside for 10 minutes oink race and figure their shit out than be that couple that's bickering all night we all know a couple like that that makes it awkward for everyone because they're arguing all day yeah step aside pull it away it's your Um, relationship give yourself 10 minutes oink race it out keep it short empathize and then go have a great fucking Friday. One thing that Sophia and I did start doing because it, it did feel kind of unorganic to just be like, okay, we need to oink this out. Um, but we would like, you know, whether it was the morning, the afternoon at night, um, if something did come up, Sophia would ask, Hey, is it appropriate to oink right now? I, I have something that I want to share with you. That's, that's bothering me or a problem. Um, and I would say, yeah, let's, let's, 
let's talk about it after work if you don't mind or yeah let's let's talk about it at the dinner table let's make it a safe space um and we would so um you know there's no wrong or right time to oink if if your question is when do we even start to oink race like do we do it at a certain time um, you know, the best part is there is no time frame. you know, don't feel like it has to be at six o'clock. You know, there's so much going on in everybody's day-to-day lives that oinking is going to be at different times throughout the day. But keep in mind, it's not just a matter of what's the best time of day to oink. It's how are you feeling? Like when's a good time for you to oink kind of goes back to my first topic of, you know, are you in it right now for yourself? Are you feeling confident enough with yourself? Um, there has been a couple of times where we would oink and I, Sophia and, or I would just be like, you know what? Like, let's revisit this. It's just, I, I can't do it right now. Yeah. Or like, totally you, like if you're so vulnerable that you, you have no choice, but to keep blaming that's cut it off a flag. That's like, Hey, do not oink grace right now. But the more you practice, I think the better you'll get. Like I said, Taylor and I haven't oinked in a while. I'm actually really excited to be talking about this because I I think we should be oinking more, babe. We should. Um, but I am very proud of how quickly we were able to remember because like you mentioned earlier, it would take us like 30 minutes just to get an oink out. And I didn't even get to race. You know what I mean? And we, we, we haven't done it in a while and we were able to... Um, throw away the vape. So I'm happy. Yeah. And, (laughs) um, and hug after you oink, like this isn't meant to be separated. Like just cause it's, you know, one person's the speaker, the other's the validator. Um, you know, think of every situation kind of as role playing. I never really thought of uh, a partnership or relationship that way. And I'm not talking with, you know, just sexually, but literally role play. This is a perfect example um, and after you oink, give each other a freaking hug, get those hugs in, give a, give a, give a kiss. Even if it's hard to say, Hey, thanks for trying. Um, there was one time where Sophia, uh, when we started doing this and I was very unsuccessful and I was embarrassed and I was like, I don't even know how to oink. I was like, I can't even, I can't even come up with problems without blaming you. Cause I just felt so uneasy. And Sophia hugged me and was like, hey, you know what? Thanks for being here and just thank you for trying. So yeah, the one thing I love about the oink race is the person that's listening to the problem, literally the E in race, the last thing they do is empathize. And I, I truly think if you're in love, you don't even need to be in love. You can do this with your friends, family, siblings. If the last thing that the person you're having a conversation with is empathizing with you, it's really hard to leave after it's that. It's like validation. It's really hard to leave after that still being pissed. So hug it out after you E. I guess we can call it oink rase. Rase. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, you know, like sometimes just a, hey, I fucked up or hey, I'm sorry you felt that way. I, I'm not being an asshole. I just, I didn't know you felt that way. I'm sorry. Like sometimes just a sorry when you actually mean it means the world sometimes that's all a girl wants sometimes all, all a, a guy, guy wants, wants is a sorry Literally. yeah so um race it hug it fuck it we'll see you guys next friday happy friday cheers mm-hmm.